Hello, this is Zach Cappen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was horrible. <laughs> right off the bat, it's just horrible. Okay. Um, oh, no. No, this is... Uh, welcome to 815 The Jive. This is all kinds of messed up, right? Because me... I am not going to be your regular co your regular host. Tore up from the floor up. Yeah, neither is go. Well, this over here this is we call her Creepy K, Kayla. Um, <laughs> this is not going to be our regular format, right? So that's, I'm not going to be the regular host. Thank God that'd be for Chris Johnson. It, within an episode or two, we're going to rig up something so that he can actually ha be on here with us. Right now, it's just not feasible because. We work with the public, and he does not. Denton. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty much we're all quarantined away from each other. For history's sake, let's just say, you know, the year is 2020, and, you know, we've you already had. Honey. Yeah, we've already had, we've already had, what, a possible war, World War III. We're in the middle of a plague. Virtual aliens supposedly came down last month, and was it supposed to be this month? Killer bees, yes. Horn Killer hornets. That's what it is. So we're four months into the year. Oh, going on five months into the year, and uh, the world's all, all pretty much ended four times already. Or pot, you know, life as we know it is different. Either way, like we have more of a chance to get it because we're essential workers. So this is this episode is primarily devoted to essential workers and. Everything revolving around this whole tobacco mess of a freaking plague that's messing with the world right now and our general lives. So that's where we're at. Also, we may just be idiots, but this is how we think. Yo. <laughs> we definitely have our moments. We're not we're not experts by any means. We've done our own research on things, but he's done more than me. Well a lot more. I educate you. I try I to keep myself some. Yeah, I don't know, but you know this 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 episode is going to be primarily about um, essential workers, uh, what our perspective of everything is, and how everything is affecting us. Like we'll talk about a bunch of different points, but each point is going to be like, okay, what does this mean to us? What what what's going on with us? Because granted, there's what by the uh, as of the first of May. <laughs> As of the 1st of May, 30 million people applied for unemployment. So there's a lot of unemployed people. The people that did get the unemployment. Most of them are making more than they were when they were working. Oh, yeah. Like my 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 brother actually told me that from what he heard. He hadn't, he had, I don't think he got his first check yet, but I haven't, haven't actually asked him about that. It's been a few days. But he said he, from what he understood, it's supposed to be about double what his normal check is. Damn. I'm like, well, why? Like, but... Not to take away, granted, if people are getting laid off, some of them are straight up getting fired. Uh, a buddy of mine down in Florida, he got straight up fired recently. And he got an unemployment, which is awesome, but he got fired, which means his benefits are gone, which means, you know, he, he had insurance through his job. So how is he, you know, where, where is he going to get insurance? How is he going to survive for that? You know, there's a lot of, there's people that have seniority and like tenure in companies that are getting fired. All those years of hard work are like down the drain. Yeah, they might be taken care of for now, but there's bigger, bigger problems with it. But like as far as hazard pay goes, like I'm not going to name names. We can't name names, by the way. No. For companies, we can't do that. Yeah. That's 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 rude. I know. 
That's very rude. Even though sometimes I'd love to, because there are some companies in my line of work that are handling hazard pay horribly. Like, here, everybody, you get like an extra dollar twenty-five an hour, but we're cutting your hours Mine isn't down to even thirty-five. Doing that they gave me an extra hundred dollars, and that's it for all of this. That's yeah. it. It's like mine personally. I can't afford my health insurance anyway, even normally, because it is so ridiculously high. It would be like a third of what I make. Mm-hmm. Well, like mine personally has been, it's been. Uh, they did me pretty good on there. Like I was getting fed up with the company anyway before. COVID came out before COVID got here. I was looking for a new job. I can see my bosses listen to this now. Like, we know who you are. but um, Prove it. Yeah. Well, I said my name at the start of the podcast. Somebody could be impersonating you. Who else is going to sound like a Yeti? You are not Zach Kappen. I'm looking at you. You're not him. Who's Zach Kappen? What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> he stole his identity. Well, either I way. I know your real name. <laughs> But, you know, I said, like, and then they came across with this whole COVID thing. I was like, okay, now's not a good time to look for another job. Because, you know, at least I, we had some uh, job security where, where I was at. And they gave us 20% more an hour until all this stuff ended. I have a feeling they're not going to tell us when that 20% is taken away. But, you know, whatever for right now, it's... Uh, it's a good perk. Other, like I said, other companies are like, yeah, here's an extra dollar twenty-five an hour, but we're cutting your hours back to thirty-five hours a week. It's like awesome. That's just awesome. It's actually horrible, but it's horrible. Um, and other ones are getting like, oh, you get a hundred dollars more a week. I mean, that's I better get $100 than nothing. Hundred dollars, period. Not a week. Yeah, you get a hundred dollars, period. That's kind of shit. And they won't even provide face masks. They keep saying they're coming. We were supposed to start that. Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. Like for us, we don't even have, well, we're a little to the credit. To the, to, yeah. To the, well, that's the thing is if the companies weren't on the ball on, on ordering the face masks and stuff like that. Like I checked on Amazon just trying to buy a box of a hundred of them, like the medical masks. They told me, oh, they'll be there by June 15th. Yeah. Like, one of um, my bosses no. was saying the same thing. He was going to order some for him and his wife, you know, for their personal use because they're an older couple. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in their 60s. Well, he's in his 60s. I don't know how old his wife is, but I'd assume somewhere in the, the range. And uh, I don't know, man. He said that when he tried to order them, and that's been two, three weeks ago now, he said they wouldn't be here until the middle of June. And he's like, what's the point at that point? Yeah. I mean, this stuff might would probably still be going on by then let's be real like and even with face masks though like especially like a physical job you know like like what you do like it it would be really hard and really inconvenient to wear a face mask at work when you can't breathe and you're already breathing heavy because it's a physical job like what's going to happen when people start passing out from lack of oxygen and crap like that i mean then what well, people already have from wearing their mask while they're driving. Yeah. You're not supposed to wear your mask while you're driving. By the way, if you're driving, it's your car, it's your germs. You don't have to wear a mask while you're driving. Don't and if please you don't do, do that. Just make sure you drive on a country road really fast alone. <laughs> that is horrible. That's bad advice. Population don't control, baby. Don't listen. Don't listen. To... This is why we call you creepy K. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. There's been a lot of people that have been listening to, like some some experts were saying that you know the mask might be a bad idea because it's you get herd immunity from any virus. 
eventually from enough people getting it and getting over it and becoming immune to it. And from that coupled with some reports that I've heard that 50% of the people that test positive or COVID don't even get, don't even get symptoms. So it's kind of like, you know, are we hurting the herd immunity progression? I feel like we're just delaying the inevitable, honestly, like, because eventually the masks are going to come off and then well, what? Yeah. yeah. And, the people and we who have didn't states, get it we have states are going to be exposed eventually anyway. We have states that are fully open <laughs> and they're ready to go. And when two to three weeks, if we see their population numbers just drop, then we know that we were doing the right thing. But this, yeah, that goes back to another point is like, there's the population experts. numbers getting sick, I think is what you meant to say. You made it sound like people were going to be dying well, way I mean, more. It's, well, it probably would happen, but yeah. you know, if they, if those states, their numbers start spiking, then we kind of know something's Make going on. Make it happen on. with that happen. No, we're not making anything. Don't it put my name with this. It didn't. Oh. No. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> you're horrible. You're I a horrible human being sometimes. Horrible. Uh, but... Oh, God, what was I saying? Totally lost my train of thought. You were talking about the herd immunity. And oh, yeah. because yeah. yeah, Well, see, the herd immunity is what kills viruses eventually. Because they eventually just go away. You know, whoever's left is left. And, and I'm not saying it like, oh, you know, we should just let millions of people die. But if you let the virus live and linger and slowly but surely spread, the way this one is, eventually you're giving it, it's better for the virus because it's going to eventually mutate. And once it mutates, that's a new strain and that Which can be could worse. Be way worse. could be way worse than it is now. They're way more lethal. If, if there's some viruses, I'm sure, that have been completely canceled out from ever getting to that point because of herd immunity. But I mean, that's like I said, those are side, those are experts. It's kind of like one of those yeah, things definitely. on Facebook. The longer this thing stretches on, I think the more dangerous it's going to get and not because of what it is now, but the potential of what it has to possibly become. Yeah. I don't know. But, and like, we already worry, you know, about like our elderly and our issued people. Yeah. That, that's a real technical term, issued people. Well, issues like but, asthma yes. and... And they're they're more they have more problems could be, have more problems associated with catching the yeah. virus. Yeah, I mean it's just it, it affects all of our lives. Like our like going back to the whole us being essential. It's like you can't hang around your roommate at all. No, I barely ever see my parents. If we do see each other, I go over there and we spend, stand like fifteen feet away outside to visit. You know, like they, it sucks. I don't even really get to see my dogs right now. You know, and yeah, it's like, like then you have people. We have friends like we pretty much just hang out with other essential workers because we we're resigned to the fact we're probably going to get it if we haven't already got it. Yeah. But you know, so we used to hang out with other essential workers, but we have plenty of friends that you know aren't essential workers that are quarantined up. And you know, case in point, you know, the actual well, host of the show, Chris Johnson, he is not an essential. Well, he works. His shop got turned essential, but he doesn't work with that the public like we do. His uh, the odds of him catching it in his shop are a lot lower. You can know? I, can I cuss or is that bad? Try to keep it to a minimum. Okay. So like, don't be I like think... a sailor's, don't be like a, don't, don't be like a sailor's wife or something. All right. But anyway, but you know what I mean? So I think the crappiest thing is like, as an essential worker, you don't really get the option. Like if you want to take time off, you don't get unemployment, you don't get anything. And like, you know, if you're worried about your family, if you're worried about, you know, yourself, if you're worried about anything, 
and you take the time off, you're basically taking out of your own pocket. Yeah. And like for, for a lot of the essential workers right now, that's not an option. We're paycheck to paycheck people. You know, we don't have a lot. We survive on what little we do get, you know, and yeah, I think the last, that's it. The last going two weeks without work, even going a week without work would like, so cripple a lot of us, myself included, you know, and it it sucks. Cause like, you know, even going back to the whole hazard pay thing, like even the people who are making a little bit more, you know, and whatnot, it's still not really enough to do anything with. No. Well, because I mean, you can bank some of it, but what are you going to do? You're still going to end up getting sick. Mm. Unless you have vacation time, like I have, I have seven days worth of vacation time left this year. Or five days. I think I have two days. And it looks like I'm saving that for if I get sick. If and I I'm get lucky sick for like two weeks, that. if I get sick for like two weeks, my company is like, "You're staying home. We're not having you come out." I'm like, "Okay, so what do I, I do for money?" Say. Well, I don't know. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't tell us mm-hmm. straight up. This is what happens. This is if you if you have to stay home, you're still getting paid. They don't have to tell us any of that. You know, so it's like. Like my job, I could really see my job being like, oh, you have COVID. Well, come to work anyway, or you don't have a job. I don't think they can legally do that. Maybe not legally, legally, but there are always workarounds. And same with the fast food thing. You know, my roommate, he had to take some time off because somebody at his work and he's asthmatic and diabetic. And I don't know, you know, he's overweight. He's got high blood pressure. I mean, the list goes on. Mm. So, I mean, you know, in these things, some of them are known to be problematic for those kind of people. And then other things are like, it could go either way. And like, you know, nobody really knows on some of that stuff, but like uh, one of his bosses and her son, they thought had COVID. She ended up being fine. He took almost a week off of work and like, now he's all worried about his hours getting cut. And so legally, yeah, they can't really fire him. But they can really screw them over. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And that's the scary thing. You know, there's no backup. And this is like, you know, it's a fast food job. And it's it's just screwed up. You know, you know, you know what else, else kind of bothers me, though? If you think about it. That they're keeping fast food places open when it's not essential to go and get yourself fried chicken or a burger or pizza. Well, the thing is, is that <laughs> the, the essential workers in America, uh, right? The essential workers in America are still working, right? Now, mm-hmm. there are some shops that are making parts for like medical beds and stuff like that. They switched over so they could do things like your dad's, uh, dad's work. They, yeah, they were sanitizer. making hand sanitizer and stuff. Yeah, they, they, they switched over to do something so they could keep their workers working because they needed to. Um, the, but if you think about it, 30 million Americans applied for unemployment. There's over 300 million Americans total. So if you think about how many essential employees are still working, comparatively speaking to the non-essentials, it's there's, only, ain't it? there's only 10% non-essential employees in America. That's a lot of people employed in, in work or in places that are, that are, you know, like whether it be like retail or like food or whatever else like that, things that are essential that are mostly minimum wage jobs you know for That's even for really me really disturbing because i don't make much you know i make less than 12 dollars an hour you know it's basically tables it's enough to survive on if you know how to manage your money mm-hmm. like and i mean survive <laughs> and like i don't know and i've you know i've done a lot with a lot less 
but still it's like, you know, like I told my bosses, even if when this is all over, if they're like, Hey, you know, we'll give you three or four days of paid vacation days, you mm-hmm. know, extra. It's not a lot, but honestly it'd be better than nothing. And it would be really nice to just be able to take a few days and not have to worry about, Hey, am I going to be able to, you know, make it stretch and take a couple of days off for just some breathing room. Like I would even be okay if they didn't give us that extra hundred and like they just gave us, like I said, three or four days of vacation time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be yeah. really nice to be able to be able to take time off and be able to afford everything and afford to live. Well, see, that's the problem though, too. Even if they wait till this is all over, there's good potential that this could last until next year. You know, with 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 it circulating and recirculating and recirculating and new waves yeah. coming. Like, like I looked at uh, I looked at the curve, the national curve yesterday. It hasn't even peaked yet. It's still going up. And I don't know where they were coming with this number about it peaking. I have no clue. Well, certain certain areas of the country country have. Because it was just really starting when in like most of America, other than like big cities, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just really starting. Like in places like us, we're not we're not a big city. We're not. I mean, but we're not a little guy either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know people down south from where you are. We're in northern Illinois, by the way. There's people down south in smaller towns that they hear about Rockford and they think where we're from, and they think, "Oh my God, it's 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 just infections everywhere up there." And it's it's not. It's not as bad. It's like I I know what two people that have it. I don't know like 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 Chris was telling me last week that he knows like ten people that have it. Granted, Chris knows like hundreds of people in town. I don't get out. I'm introvert i don't talk to i don't talk to too many people that don't have to well like i'm extremely social like extremely social and like you know i don't know how many people you know that got it personally none yeah it's not it's not although i have yet like like some of my customers and things i do wonder because they were in every day and we're like oh this covid thing's a joke and I mean, every day religiously, and some of them I now haven't seen in a week, two weeks, three weeks. So they may or may not be sick because I don't see the way that they, they reacted to the, like the whole COVID thing. They weren't taking any precautions. Yes. They weren't taking any precautions. They didn't take it seriously. They thought it was some sort of government's conspiracy. There's a the lot same of kind of that, crap though. that everybody thinks it is. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that think that it's some kind of government conspiracy, which I and mean, maybe it could degree. have been made in a lab. They're still bickering about that. U.S. and China is still bickering about who, you know. Well, you did it. You did it on purpose. No, we didn't. Blah blah blah. Back and and honestly, from my standpoint, it doesn't matter where it originated. The fact is that it's here and it needs to go. Yeah, it's like there's there's a lot of like if you listen to there's tick tick there's there's art there's an art to war. Okay. If somebody made, like if China made this virus specifically to come after uh, foreign nations, okay, you don't make it so that it's not, it, it's, it spreads and keeps spreading because it's just like, um, it'd kill us all off eventually. Well, right. It's like you want a virus that will go through and will disrupt and cause chaos in a localized area and then will naturally die off very fast. That's what people that, that literally make bioweapons that have been, that have tried to make bioweapons go for. But we're getting off anyway, topic. Yeah, we are getting <laughs> for off this topic. part. We're getting totally off topic, but now there's something you were talking about. Actually, you're talking about somebody told you that comes into your work all the time that uh, link is actually accepting everybody. 
That's what I heard. Um, and I'm not going to name the person, but they work for, I guess, the link office. And I and, won't disclose and, and, if it's a man or a woman, but they a, had said, I guess they had told my boss or one of my bosses that basically anybody who applies right now is at least getting a little bit. Mm-hmm. I applied, and at first they told me I didn't qualify because my roommate and I made too much. And I was like, I told a lady when I had the phone interview with her, I was like, you realize, like, we pay our own separate things. You know, it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like we're a couple. Right. Like, he pays his half, I pay my half. So, I mean, you know, and just with everything going on right now, it's like, you know, you can't buy the generics of a lot of things because the generics aren't as readily available. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a big fan of buying, for most things, generics, because it's just, it's more cost efficient. You can buy a lot more for your money. And so I'm spending, you know, a little bit more, you know, 50 to 100 bucks more than I would normally. Yeah. If I were to get everything that I normally do. And like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing though, too. There's there's a lot less on the shelves. A lot less. And the things that are left are expensive. Because there's a lot of people that are just leave that are just there's a lot of people that are just leaving. Like that. <laughs> he threw my spoon <laughs> because I don't want the clanging on the mic. I told you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot less on the shelves. I mean, obviously we got uh, you know people are getting sick. Places are shutting down. People are just not going to work because they're afraid of getting sick. So like the supply chain for food is breaking down a little bit. There's people that there's like you go to our local shopping centers and there's whole sections that are completely wiped out. Like they'll get a load Empty. in. Yeah, they'll be they'll get a load of stuff in and it's like we're working all day. So like we don't have the opportunity to go out in the morning times a lot of times yeah. and just go shopping when everything's freshly stocked. Right. And even if even if whenever even if we knew exactly when the st- trucks came in, it's not like we can just drop everything because we're essential workers. We have to be out there working. So by the time I get off work in the afternoon or you get everybody out, who's unemployed or on welfare has already destroyed everything. Yeah. Or and there's like people hoarded everything. That's that's another thing that destroyed. drives me nuts. It's like there's if you're smart about things, you don't have to hoard everything. Right. You don't. You can there's there's I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. I've been to shopping centers when links come out and shopping, especially, you know, about where I live. And there'll be people loading up two, three full carts of groceries. But now it's getting to the point where it used to, well, you know, you used to only see like maybe four or five customers total in the store doing that, going that crazy with it. Now it's like half of everybody's got at least two carts with them. And it's like, what are you doing? This isn't like a, a you're not, it's not a game show. You're running through trying to grab stuff as well, fast like, as you can. Well, like I can feed two to three people. For almost a whole month. I mean, granted, I might have to go back for like milk or eggs or bread, you know, something like that. But I can feed a whole household for one shopping cart and about $200 to $250 a month normally. Mm-hmm. So, like, why why do you need more than that? And a lot of know. them are getting all these expirables and, like, things that they're never going to use. Exactly. They're not going to go through it fast enough. But they do have toilet paper, though. It's fine. Yeah, what I went the, somewhere and found you, some toilet paper. You see, what happens, now. what happens is is you eat the toilet paper and it wipes automatically on the way out. <laughs> oh, no. This, this is what people are thinking. There's, I've seen people with like carts of toilet paper trying to return them because they realized how stupid it was. And well, that's now, now nobody, nobody's taking returns. 
They, Why they, would they, they return would, toilet paper? You can use it eventually. You can use if it you've eventually. already bought it, you've already screwed a bunch of people out of stuff to wipe their butts with. Well, it, it's it's stupid. It's like this virus has nothing to do with your butt. There's nothing coming out of your ass. I don't know. I still think your butt looks cute during all this. So it does have something to do with your butt. That is totally not irrelevant for toilet paper. Oh. We're not talking about when I wore the the toilet paper bikini. That's not going to happen. No. Anyway. So (laughs) let's, let's, let's go. Let's start. Let's start talking about the stimulus checks because God knows everybody and their brother. There's some people that have gotten them. Some people that are like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Even you were like that at first. Yeah, I'm you still like that. I'll believe it when I see it. When I have the cash in hand, I'll believe it. Yeah, I mean, well, I got mine already, but mine was direct deposit, and I got a return last year. I still feel like there's so, going to be a lot of people left out of this that should qualify. Oh, yeah, there, there is there is probably going to be a lot left out of it. But the problem is that is freaking inflation. I don't like it. Well, before we get to that, though, I want to tell everybody about one thing. There's this fellow on YouTube. He runs this uh, the YouTube channel is called Clear Value Tax. Just look him up. He does daily updates about the everything involving the stimulus packages, from small business to how it affects the the PPP loans for the, how it affects small business to the regular stimulus checks for us. He constantly combs the IRS website and looks at official like. And to be clear, too, reports. this guy has no idea who we even are, so it's not like he's endorsing or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't. I just randomly stumbled across him, and he does a video every single day about this with up-to-date information. Like, there's, there was one, I helped a couple buddies of mine to have small businesses when the first stimulus package went through for small business, and he said, they, and he said the day before that the IRS just said on their website that this is going to happen you're going to be able to get this these PPP loans at you know bright and early on this day, and I got got that information to them, and they got theirs right away for the most part. So, but that was before the funding cut out. People that waited until later it was first come first serve. So, I mean, he's given good information. So, if you're if you're confused, if you have questions, stuff like that, and he's very vocal about keeping up with his comments and his comment sections for his videos. So, if you have questions. Get on there, keep up with his videos. Like like she said, I don't know who the guy is. He doesn't know who we are. All I know is he runs his own small business. He's an accountant. And he explains things you know, in a way that normal people can understand. And the horrible thing is, too, you can see the frustration in his face when there's stuff that, like, the government's doing, and he's like, why, why, why? And it's like he's one of us. You know, he's yeah. in the same boat. Granted, he makes a little bit more money because, you know, he has his account, his, his firm or whatever, but... Still, it's like he was in the same boat, you know? So, a uh, little off topic on that, though. With uh, I was going to talk about this later, but... Um, I think we should still talk about the stimulus checks. Well, it was, it was, something, that, it was something that he brought up. God, now it, now it completely lost me. I had it in my notes, and now it's gone. <laughs> well... Inflation is one thing that he's talked about a lot too, and I, and that's one I've been hearing it a lot. Supposedly, we borrowed money for most of the stimulus package. The only part that we did not borrow it from is what the uh, Fed or the Federal Reserve is doing for the stock market. Basically, what it is is bad investments that uh, the especially the financial institutions like the banks 
have out there. Uh, the Fed basically said, we're going to just buy up all these bad investments so we can keep the stock market floating. So literally they're printing up unlimited amounts of money. That's one part of the stimulus package that they had. They were like, at first it was only supposed to be like a $250 billion cap. And then they were like, no, we're going to have to buy a lot more than that. So the inflation is going to go through the damn roof within the next few years. It's normally about what? About 2%, I think it was. I don't know. Like 2 3% a year for inflation. But like after they, I mean, they're buying up. They probably bought up more in the stock market than the entire stimulus package combined. But none of that's on record. No, and it's not going to be. It costs like what? Six, I think someone said, I heard like 16 cents to print a $100 bill. Jesus. Like that's all it takes. And they're just printing out all of this money to buy up all these bad investments. Because like if you, like you probably don't remember, but back in 08 when they had that that uh, I've been hearing a crash. lot about it, but I don't really remember it. I mean, I was a kid. Yeah, when they had that crash, it was the bank's fault back then. And they didn't, and they weren't, this is the thing, right? For this whole bailout, I guess, proposal, the whole stimulus bill, they didn't want to sit there and say, well, we're bailing banks out again because banks keep on getting greedy and making bad investments. Well, what happens is, is instead of doing that, they just sit there, <clears throat> they just sit there and say, okay, Fed, buy up all the bad investments. So that's what they're doing instead. They're just like, we're, the Federal Reserve is going to keep the stock market afloat. What they don't tell everybody is that they're buying up bad investments by banks. So they're literally bailing the banks back out for giving out bad loans again. That's it's the same. Up. It's the same thing all over again. But <clears throat> that being said, that being said, um, if you have, this is just general advice. If you have a savings account, if you're hoarding, hoarding money, whatever you're trying to do to get through this, I'll just say, if it's sitting in a bank account, it's going to be worth less next year than it's worth now. So the grand, the stock market is is crap. But I would honestly say keep your keep your money, open up like a Weeble account, Red Robin account, or Red Robin, Robin Hood. I'm hungry. That's my problem. Red Robin. Uh, Are you hungry? <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Thinking about the infinite the the infinite fry basket. I'm never going to have again because they're never going to open the doors again. Uh, For what? Well, I mean, if if we keep on, they, they, they you can drive up, but they can't keep on giving you more fries while you're sitting there if you can't come oh, in the building. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> God, I love you. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a, well, I love you too. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You love me. It's horrible. No. Anyway. Um, but no, keep, like, wait till the stock market bottoms out and buy, Put your money into a, into a company that you know the government isn't going to let fail. And what I mean by that is a, is a company that has so many internal working parts to it that it would affect hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, if they were to go out of business. And again, we both started investing just this year, so yeah, well, tread lightly. Yeah, tread lightly. But then again, it's like with how... I'm autistic. I don't know. I, I, I get into numbers and I go full bar into it. So like I've been doing so much research. It's more along the lines that if you find something that to invest in that you know is not going to go under, you know, like, you know, um, what's a good example? Well, there's index funds. Index funds on, on there are safe. Uh, they're basically just, they take your money and they pepper it over a bunch of companies, like the top 50 or the top 500, like the S&P 500s. 
they'll just pepper it all over there. And then whatever, if, if they all go up and the stock market's doing good, then your money will raise. If it's doing bad, it'll go down. But if you wait until everything bottoms out, which by the end, by the end of this quarter, it's going to, we we suffered uh, 4%. Our economy went down 4% just with only the last two weeks of the last quarter in lockdown. If most of this, if most of this quarter, most of the country is locked down, it's going to be up to, they're expecting up to 40% drop in the economy. And the stock market is not the same thing as the economy. The stock market is very emotional. They like, they're trying to place bets on what's going to happen. So when you get, when you, 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 you pull it back, once the reality sets in and they're like, oh, the economy dropped 40%, prices are going to go through the floor. That's when it's a good time to, there's more millionaires that come from recessions like we're going through or there were times like this than anything. Cause the people that have been invested for years or close to retirement, they're, they're losing stuck. everything. They're losing everything. But we that have money. Their hundred dollars are turning into $2 investments. Yeah. Well, more like they're millions of dollars well, are turning yeah, into $2 investments. Per stock type of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a good time. Like if you have some money set aside, Get yourself a. Get yourself I've been a, throwing in between ten and thirty dollars a paycheck, and I'm already up to 105 bucks in there. Yeah, the, I mean, just the, that I've put, and I, I mean, there have been times where I've been up like 15 bucks, and there have been times when I have been down. But it's it's a long term thing. It's not you're not going to turn around and see those returns for a while. Oh right, but at the same but time, but it's too, a time I'm still, to buy it. I'm still on the because they're cheap. I'm still yeah, it is. They're cheap right now, but they're going to get a lot cheaper. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. And that's, that's, that's why it's like, I'm making small gains right now with my portfolio, but like before the the next quarter starts, the crash starts, I'm pulling everything out and just keeping it in limbo and then waiting for it to go down. Then I'm buying everything as cheap as possible. That's like my main goal of, of the whole thing. But that's, that's, what, that's my I personal worry. thing. I'm telling you right now, this is a disclaimer that. For my end on the stock thing. We don't know what we're talking about. We're not professionals. No. I need to say that so that people don't go out and just do what we tell you to do. This is my guess from doing the research I've done. And it's like, it, it, it's it, it's just playing it safe. You want to put your money eventually into something that's going to grow. Because I worry, if you don't, though, that everybody's going to think that it's going to drop so much more. And it's not going to drop the way people think. Because there are a lot of this country, and there's a lot of the world we're not seeing right now. So they dropped like 700 points the other day, just when they announced a four percent dip. I get in that. the economy, four percent. But I worry that if that. a person waits ah, too long you know? because they think that this bigger dip is coming, then they're going to wind up well, getting into it when it's on the rise again. Why do you think I'm always up at eight, at before eight o'clock before the markets open? So you if were even is, before the stock crap. I was, to, yeah, but still, I'm watching the stocks oh, at, the, at, at the open. Even when I'm at work, I'm just peeking in on my phone. And that way it's like if something happens, news comes up saying we need to, news comes up that's saying that there's going to be a drop or something like that. I'm like, all right, pulling everything out. You know, that way I can just wait for everything to drop down. I'll, yes, I'll be a contributor. I'll be a contributor, but I'm not losing everything just to... But that's beside the point. We're getting on this whole other topic here. Let's just focus on what it is. <laughs> My whole main point is, is that, you know, Robinhood, Webull, there's a couple other ones out there, Ameritrade, that doesn't cost you anything to download it. It's free to make trades. You just And you can get free stocks for Robinhood for referring friends if you do it right and follow their steps. Yeah. All you got to do is just make sure your friends don't download the apps first. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. 
and then you get free stocks out of It'll it. It'll walk you through it. There's high value for it. But as, like I said, we aren't professionals. I'm just saying if you if you your money is going to be worth less next year sitting in a bank account than it is this year. So if you wait until the end of this next quarter and just watch the stock market, download the app and just look at it. Just just look at it. Just watch the stocks go up and down. And then find and yourself. CNN Business has some really good. Yeah, CNN Business or Yahoo Financial. Pointers. I mean, they have they have some good pointers on it. But just watch it. Just watch it. And then when it starts to get really low, and some of the big companies that you see, like like Exxon Mobil or 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 uh, uh, even Apple or Tesla or something Chewy. like that, starts going. Not Chewy. Chewy is cool. They're cool, but they're not. They're not a recession-proof business. No, but they look. They have a good outlook. There's a lot of crazy animal people like me. There's crazier. Yes, there is. But that's not the point. It, put your money into something that's going to that's going to grow. So chewy. This, no, no, not chewy. Don't listen to her. She, <laughs> no, just no talking. No talking. Um, but, <laughs> Love but, animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all love animals. I'm just saying, put your put your money into something that is going to grow, so that inflation doesn't touch it. That's the thing. If you just keep it in a bank account, it's going to depreciate over time. If you keep it under your mattress, it's going to depreciate over time. Well, if you put it in a in a in a business, if you put it in, in a shoebox, though, in an index, the mice fund, might eat it. Yeah, then it'll be worth half as much because it's half gone. But uh, <laughs> you see about that thing on the news? I see some on Facebook about somebody actually microwaved their money to, to kill the COVID and then try to deposit it in the bank. No, I didn't scorched. see that. Yeah, there was like tons of $50 bills and everything just laid out all scorched and everything. They tried to <laughs> they tried That's to microwave up. their money to kill the COVID, to sanitize it. Like They should have just sat it in they, the sun. They just had a letter saying, deposit what's still worth okay money here because I microwaved it accidentally. I don't know how you accidentally microwave money. I really don't know how that works. But, I don't know. Anyway. anyway, Maybe they had their their money and some bread and for whatever reason put the bread in the microwave? Maybe. What about oil prices? We need to talk about oil prices because they went into the negative. I know this is something that's like, this is more stock market shit but like, you going into the negative for oil prices normally means it basically is like, hey, you don't get free oil at the pump, but the oil, the price of oil goes down. But the thing is, is like if a tanker shows up that was ordered before all this crap happened, and it shows up to drop off the oil someplace to distribute out to the people, the company that ordered the oil is going to be like, uh, we don't want it, because and then and they're going to be like paying you to take it from them. It's it's. I was listening to another podcast, and I can't remember all the ins and outs of it, but they were talking about that and, like, nowhere to put it, and everybody's freaking out. Well, I guess there's still a lot of places left to put it. So well, there's, there's, the thing, the problem is, is that oil tankers, it costs them, like, 30 grand a day to make, to keep it on their, to keep it on their tankers. Yeah. I don't know about, like, land places to actually stow it, but it's, like... Well, in, like, some places, as we've even talked about possibly, like, closing up their oil mines or whatever the fuck you call it. Oops, I dropped the F-bomb. But anyway. <laughs> it's okay. So... I'm sure Chris is going to do that enough for yeah. all of us later on in the, in the series, but... But I don't know. And I guess the costs associated with, like, closing and then eventually reopening one are just, like, astronomical. Yeah. So they don't really want to do that if they don't have to. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's the thing. How's all how's all this crap affect us? Oh crap, one thing I forgot looking at my notes here. How many people have you seen, and remember, be very careful about your wording for as far as where you work and what your job is. I know. But how many people have you seen bragging about getting about their sti- bragging about getting their stimulus checks and going out there and blowing it on freaking lotto and big screen TVs and everything else? Like, oh, look, the government got me a TV. It is amazing. It's like. And disgusting. <sighs> I have seen a lot of people that I know for a fact and I'm not going to say how I know this, but I know for a fact, don't have the money to waste on things like lottery that are now spending 100 to $200 in a sitting, a visit to wherever it is that they buy their lottery. And like, it's, it's just disgusting. And then buying like $20 tickets and like, they're lucky to see any money back. And if they do, it's not as much as they're putting into it. And they're, they're blowing it. Which is which is weird too because, like, even if they were to hit it with how much money the government is soaking, and they're into the not people cashing right now, anything out right now anyway, you have to send it in by mail, and we all know how Illinois is. Exactly, it's going to be forever until they see that money. If they ever see it, yeah. Oh, we got lost. Yeah, I got lost, lost in the mail. mail. But yeah, T- totally had to bring that up. Totally forgot about it. It's like it, from from our standpoint as. As essential workers. It's sad and disgusting because that money could go towards such better things. And if you were going to waste that money, don't even waste the time to go and freaking cash it. Yeah. So you may as well just burn the damn thing. You might as well just spit a loogie into everybody's face that you see out there working right now. Just spit a big fat loogie in my freaking eye. Yeah. It makes me angry. I, I, I know. Well, this is part of the problem that comes up when people talk about universal basic income. Like, uh, what was it, Andrew Yang? I well, and like your was, dad was, was saying. About, what, what it was like Andrew Yang was talking about how you know, how uh, want to do the freedom dividend and everything, $1,000 tax-free to everybody in America over 18 once a month. And he's like, I think it will promote people you know, doing better for themselves. It's like, you don't know how many people that are lazy that just live off the government as it is. What do you think they're going to do more so when they have more money? Well, you know, when we were you talking know? to your dad and your mom the other day, your dad said something about... The poor people will stay poor and the rich people will stay rich. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Because it's like, you know, like people like me, yeah, I'm not rich by any means. People like you, you're not rich by any means. I mean, you know, there's a lot of us out there that want better for ourselves. We just lack the opportunity. And some of it has been lack of education. You know, so it hasn't been until Excuse this me. year where me and my brother are like, let's use our powers for good as far as our brains go. Because I we, honestly never like, thought that I would get into the stock market ever. Yeah. You know, I thought that was something for rich people that have money to just waste. And it, to a degree, it kind of is. But at the same time, it's, you know, I don't yeah. know, the working class and everything. It's it's good for us, too. But yeah, well, it's good, it's good for everybody. But, but it's the thing like, is, you know, the people who point, want more. And that can use that money and use it wisely, it can make a lot of a difference in our lives. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that it's a bad idea. It's not what I'm saying. It's the people who waste that money. Well, right. And but then it ties host, in with inflation. They're always, wasting that money and the price of things are skyrocketing. And then they're going to cry because things cost more, groceries cost more, and they, they're still not getting enough because they're wasting the extra that they're getting. And again, it comes down to, that's why my dad said that, is because it comes down to the education. 
If somebody's bad with money, they're going to keep being bad with money. If someone's good with money, they're going to Honestly, keep being good with money. When That's I dropped out of school, I had a sixth grade education level at best. At best. My reading level was higher and things like that. Yeah. But like math wise and all that crap. I mean, it's so. It gets to a point where you just stop you paying attention to school. You can't say that it's. I guess it's a lack of education, but like it's more that like people want that for themselves or mm-hmm. don't want that for themselves. Like you said, laziness. Yeah. Because, you know, I might not be the smartest box of rocks out there, but I want, and I, you know, I'm still educating myself all the time. And like it's, it can be fun if you do it right. And, you know, you look at the right things and you pay attention to the right things. And yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm just, I just wanted to touch on that just a little bit because I can get really worked up on those topics. I know, I know. I want to, <laughs> we, we still got, we still got more to cover, so I just kind of want to just kind of want to like just touch on it a little bit. Like maybe in another episode down the way, we can. I want to I want to actually start because granted, Chris is going to be the host of this podcast. We're going to figure this out, but we want to. We're getting stir crazy. We're just kind of sitting around the house. And we don't really have much to do, so it's like... Uh, well, these are kind of our conversations anyway. Exactly. We have great conversations like this, so we may as well just fill it in for everybody else and try to structure it a little bit. Right. Y'all can judge us if you want. Exactly. I-D-G-A-F. But, I mean, this is from... this. I can't this, spell because I'm not educated. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, this is from a perspective of us as being essential workers. We're still out there working... Oh, we're still we're still out there getting coughed on and sneezed on and everything else by all these customers oh, yes. or thrown up on in some cases. Let's not go into that story, but let, like, yeah. we'll just we'll just that say was a fun story. Yeah, we'll just say that you know we we're out there and we get to experience all the joys of the people the that are coming in. That are I know people. I I I I see people walking around in dishwasher gloves and ventilator like big old like hazmat masks and, i see like, people visors. licking their fingers for money or you know produce exactly. bags or, or things like that they got a sucker in their mouth walking in there with gloves on it's like what what point does that make touching their face to move mm. their masks out of their way or you know completely in some cases completely off their face so they can talk to somebody because apparently it's hard to talk to somebody with a mask on you know, I love, clearly. you know, I love hearing, hearing at, at, at shopping centers. I love hearing, I can't see with this mask on, or I can't hear with this mask. On. Like, how is the mask impairing it? I haven't heard that I've, one yet. I've heard, I've heard this, the seeing one I have. I can see the breathe thing. I hear that a lot. The seeing one I have, because I guess it's like crawls up your eyes, like up your nose, but whatever. It's, it's just funny. Like the initial hearing it, but, uh, so let's take a second and actually talk about some stupidity <laughs> that a lot of people like a lot of people I talk to that we 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 we're all just irritated as hell the political bullshit that's been going on oops i cursed whatever um and it's, it hasn't been on one side or the other the thing is with situations like this and some some uh, to their credit some senators and congressmen have said the same thing that i'm about to say this whole issue is bipartisan. It's about taking care of the people, making sure we get through this. Right. That's what it's all supposed to be about. But we have people, and I'm sure there's more than this, but like one of the most publicized ones I, was, I heard about 
was <laughs> when they were first doing the stimulus package or kind of trying to come up, up with it on Capitol Hill to get it out to the people. Um, at first, at first they were talking about, uh, at first the first wave of it was, yeah, we're going to give money to the people, the stimulus checks, but we also are going to put all of this conditions, these conditions for tax break for big businesses and, or, or money for big businesses and everything that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there was too much of that. So the other side and big business is important. It is big business contributes to small business and it makes small business possible. Well, right. Everything. So it's, it's, it's a, it's not like big business is all evil. Yeah. But it's like, and there's certain businesses that if they were to go under, that would lay off like hundreds of thousands of people and the companies that supplied stuff to them. Like we were talking about before the podcast, the the companies that little smaller companies that would supply parts to them, then they go out of business because they're not selling any parts anymore. Yada, yada, yada. But, uh, when it went back to the other side, Nancy Pelosi, it was like an 1100 page document basically for the revision that she did of it. I know there was a lot. And it was stuff like uh, all of her political agendas were, were in this thing. Like, let's reduce emissions. Like, 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 like things that had nothing to do with this. She was trying to sneak in with this bill. It's like you're basically holding the American people hostage to get your own political agendas through. Which is messed up. But I mean, and extremely selfish. Exactly. It, it's don't get me wrong. I mean, there was people even on the on the Democrat side on her side that were like, "What are you doing?" But, you know, granted, I get it that she saw, oh, well, they're just take care, taking care of big business primarily in this bill. We need to take care of the little guy better. Okay, then why is all your political agendas in there too? At least taking care of the big businesses had something to do with the stimulus as it was. It had something to do with the crisis. You know, putting all of your other agendas and trying to sneak in all this other shit just did nothing had nothing to do with any of it. It was ridiculous. Like I, I don't. I'm surprised. Like people, like those people in politics, don't realize that if society breaks down, there's nothing protecting them. Nothing. It's like you. You think that if you end up, if you're a lot of if, them, you can find their addresses on Google. Well, yeah. Let's well, not get that creepy. But I'm well, just saying, it's a possibility. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but the, but that's the thing. It's like. The, the the these politicians are looking at this like oh this is just a temporary thing, and but that's not that's literally not us all of us little guys and the masses are holding them up, and exactly. without our stability they have none either. Right, and let's, that's not even to mention that as far as let's go back to the stock market for two seconds, all of the big all, like all these head if honchos we were all starving were. T- well, hang on a second. Well, all, with all the head, with all the people that were saying the CDC and everything, saying how bad this was going to get, nobody like the politicians and everything. Like, oh, that's cool. Uh, let's not tell everybody for a second. Get all our money out of the stocks and then tell everybody. You know, it's like kind of insider trading from a poli- on a political stage. It's really dumb. But anyway, what were you going to say? Like, if we were all starving, it's not like. As a whole, like as a whole country, if the masses were like, you know, struggling just to get something like bread and, you know, water, things like that on our tables, 
we definitely aren't going to let all of these politicians, you know, no matter how People big or easy. small. Yeah, right. They're going to struggle with us because the American people would be freaking outraged, right. like completely outraged. And those that were still living well wouldn't be living long. Because we, so, we kind of outnumber them. We, we kind do. of outnumber them vastly. But it's but that's the but that's the thing. And it's that's, like they, I'm hoping that throughout all this thing we have some kind of government reform that gets our government our you know, our governmental leader leaders I misspoke. Our government leaders more on a normal human level. Because yeah. right now they are so far out of touch from the normal working class American. It's ridiculous. You can't even say, I mean, you know, you can't even say that they're even close. I mean, they're all, they live these lives that are so much more posh and comfortable and just safe than the average American. And that's not okay. I'd yeah. love to well, see a huge reformation on that. If you, if you, if you look in the history books back in the day when back, well, back in the early American days, when, when there's congress congressmen and senators, they would they they didn't there weren't professional politicians back then. They, they don't even live among owned, the people. Well, well, that's what I'm about <laughs> to say. Back in back when it was first all formed, they, they lived did. in their states. They had their own businesses. They volunteered to travel to con, to, to travel to Washington to mm -hmm. cast their votes to help the American people as a whole. And they by being the representatives and living among them and having a business with them, they. They, they, were, they were community common members. Common sense laws. Exactly. They weren't. They weren't people that. Oh, I got elected to represent Illinois, but I'm. And then live you in never DC. see those people yeah. ever. Yeah, you, you don't see the, your you, decisions affecting them whatsoever. Yeah, back then they weren't. They didn't even. I mean, I don't know. I don't even think they got paid for it. They were like, well, we'll we'll come get you and bring you back. And they yeah. were gone for like three months out of the year from their home city, and then they went back to their home city, and they and they spent time with the people in the communities, and they knew because they talked to them because they saw their hardships, what mm. they needed, what needed to be fixing, and what needed. And to be they done. came. A lot of them came from those hardships. Yeah, and nowadays it's like you're just bred to go into government, and right. then you never see hardship They're again. They're born once you into get there. these posh lives. They're going to these posh colleges that are paid for by their their parents that have all this money back stock, so they can afford to send their child to Yale and Harvard and crap like that. And it's like you know they never really see what a real American life is like on a day to day level. Right. No, you know, and it's pathetic. Well, it's wrong. Right. I agree. It's and just, I, I don't know. Even for president, I, I say it, I've said it a hundred thousand times to you. I've said it to yeah. other people. I would love to see a blue collar, small business owner that has some kind of like community college education and politics, maybe at yeah. most, you know, maybe just the basic stuff, get into, you know, a president candidate or get into some sort of candidacy for the president. Yeah. I, I, I don't ever see that happening with how everything's set up, but I, I mean, don't. But it would be lovely because we'd see the American economy and just America as a whole coming back to what it's supposed to be. Well, I mean, it's good. Well, it's good for representation, right? But like, like a lot of people downplay Trump. I'm not a supporter or denier of Trump. I don't give a crap. I'm on the fence with him. I'm just glad he hasn't brought about World War Three yet, which he almost did in January. Which I thought he was but, going to yeah. a year and a half ago, but so I mean. Like, don't get me wrong, I I'm not I'm not picking sides here for it at all. But like, he, the man's smart about business, and and he is. And if we want to get out of debt, I mean, 
Well, I mean, I don't think that that's going to matter anymore. We were so far no. dead stupid. But like, but if it wouldn't have been for the plague, I mean, you know. Well, right. The stock market, everything was going great. Like right. that's how he that's how he rated his success. Making progress on that front. Yeah, and I don't. And people bash him for the whole like tariffs on China and everything. Here's the, here's the wake up call with this whole thing that's going on. Everything that we have in America is made in China or other countries. So. That's if why you were, we're if you're suffering gonna, if, such extreme job loss. Well, that's also why we're suffering. It's also why we're suffering from having not having enough shit that we need. You know, the supply chains are breaking down, especially when he closed the borders to China and whatnot. So what what happens is, if he's putting tariffs on everything from China, it it these these people in the big businesses are looking at it like, well, we just have to wait till Trump leaves and the next guy will get rid of the tariffs. Well, the thing is, he was trying. I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to get people to stop producing stuff overseas and start producing it here. Bring more more jobs back to America, which works. And give us some kind of pride in our own country. Yeah, we live in in Rockford, okay? Like, I honestly... There's so many shut-down factories factories around town. And it used to be a thriving city. Yes, it used to be thriving. All the business went overseas because it's cheaper over there. Yeah. I mean, if we, if none of that would have happened, we would have a lot more jobs out there for people. But even at that, everything is going more automation, so I don't know how long that would last anyway for production. But I don't know. Either way, and then on that subject too for Trump, like the whole Lysol and bleach, I did not even see that clip. I want to kind of look it up and see. I haven't it. seen it, but I've heard enough about it, and I right? thought it was great. It was like what one I of those heard things. About it. Like you have, all right. This is the whole thing. Survival. Nobody of the can say that the man doesn't have a sense of humor. Well, the, the thing he is, might that, like, he might be kind of a man child in some aspects. And but he's, like, he's an idiot. Let's just be yes. honest. He he he's not somebody. Let's think about it. This is the most important job in the United States, and you don't even have to pass a test to get in it. Okay, he's, he, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, look, I get to control the nukes, but I can't. You know, I can't. Two, one plus one equals four. You know that type of thing. So it's like. You know, when, when you sit there and, and, you know, I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm not trying to make excuses, but the fact that people actually are like, oh, Trump says I should bring uh, drink Lysol and bleach and I'll be cured. Um, if you're that stupid, you don't deserve to be on this planet. If you're that stupid, please do it. Please. No, please. No, 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 no. Don't tell him to do that. I don't think we can. But, it's <laughs> but the I thing take is, no is, liability for your stupidity. Exactly. None of us, this is none of, we take no liability for anything. whole thing is, is that if there's common sense things, okay? That's common how the world sense is. isn't common. No, it's not. The dumbing down of America is complete. <laughs> it could always get worse. It and could it always will. get worse. It could always get much very worse. But I mean, I don't know. We we're we were talking about earlier. We were talking about uh, uh, possible riots and then the protests that are going on. There's protesting going on down in Springfield for in Illinois wise for. Uh, People would want everything to reopen or whatever. I say give it like two weeks to see how the other states that reopened already see how they fare. And yeah. then then I'll start getting on the bandwagon like, yeah, we need to reopen like now. Or who knows? Because but, going at, like with the whole Spanish flu thing, you well, know, yeah, I mean, I mean they worry have, about these waves and they worry about these waves because reopening too soon or, you know, whatever. And it's like you got too many people that don't take things seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, and I mean, most of the economy is still, in all reality, most of the economy is still very open. Like the essential jobs 
are a lot more broad. Or like seventy percent of our workforce. So I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's sucking. Don't get me wrong. There's nobody going out there. People aren't buying as much because they don't know what's going to happen. They're hoarding more money. And even if states open up, there people are still going to be hesitant on going out. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the um, predictions that economists are making. It's like they could either the economy could open back up and everyone's going to go out there and spend money and do whatever they used to do before, or they're going to stay shut in and be more apprehensive and they're not going to spend their money. They're going to wait till every seat like me, wait till other States, see what happens to them. Well, and that's even what I've told my own family members. It's like, you know, if everything reopens, don't just go out there and go back into society. It's not a smart idea, especially yeah, really if you're around someone all the time that has health issues. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. But I mean, that's but personally how I'm going to handle it. I will say this. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about these people that were rioting for the reopening of society and mm. all that. And then the amount of people that are wanting that and that are making a big deal and a big scene out of that, it is way less than what the media is portraying. Like, I can't remember the exact numbers because my mind sucks, but it's still, it's like, you know, they blow it up into these huge astronomical numbers. So people are like, yeah, it's a majority because that's what they want to push. Whatever. It's media narratives. That's all it ever is. Yeah. The, me the media doesn't, I'd be surprised within the next few years if some type of regulations isn't put on the media in general, because they're I'm kind of shocked it hasn't happened with the way Trump is. They're getting to, and this isn't to, this isn't, don't get me wrong. This isn't to like, uh, curtail freedom of speech. What this is, is they don't understand how everything's evolved. Like on Facebook, right? You see those little like sponsored ads pop up or just regular ads just pop up of news stories. And all those are clickbait. They're outrage bait. That's all it is. They want well, people to click on it because when they click on it, they for all the ads that are showing on their site, they get money. So they can't just have like a bland headline. They have to have something that's over the top. Well, and even when and you... And that breeds bad journalism. When this whole thing started too, even if you if you were to go out there and talk to people when this whole thing started, like how many of them believed the crap that they saw on Facebook? Mm -hmm. You know, they yep. believe that over like real news because it's what they're exposed to every day, which is idiocy, but it is it is what it is. And it's kind of how people work. If you expose somebody to lies and bullshit enough, they're going to eventually kind of buy into it, at least to some degree. Well, I mean, it's it all even depends smart on, people. It all depends on, you know, the devil you want to sleep with pretty much. Because it's like you have people. I mean, it's like that joke on Facebook. Well, like you're not going to listen to the CDC officials that have like decades worth of experience and PhDs, but you're going to listen to your buddy who got straight C's in high school. But on the other you know, end of that, it's and, like, and people can judge me for thinking this way. I don't, I don't care. Um, people judge me my whole life anyway. Fuck it. So, so anyway, how much of the government are you actually supposed to believe? Because I mean, how often do they lie to us about all other kinds of things? I mean, you know, and how, how many times in the last 100, 150 years has that happened? They told us something to keep yeah. us calm, to keep us in line, to keep us from panicking, to keep mm -hmm. their little jobs nice and safe and comfortable. And yeah. so it's like, do you, do you believe the government or? Well, see, that's the thing that comes back you to it. You can't believe anybody. Well, that comes, that comes back to it, right? It's like when I, a few weeks ago, I was an idiot and I got a bug bite on my arm and it looked like it was like some type of infection or something spreading through it. So I was like, oh crap. And it started going all over the place. 
So I went to the ER, right? And the, the hospital was empty. There was nobody in there. They wouldn't even let me in with him. They told me I had to go back outside. Well, that's not that's not what I mean. I'm talking about when I went in the back. Yeah. All the room doors were open. Like there was nobody in there. They're all getting ready for it coming, but it's not there yet. Not saying it's going to. I mean, granted, back then, a couple of weeks ago, there was only like in this county, there was only like maybe 20 infected well, at like, that point in time. With but, my job, I work close to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Sometimes I get, you know, the nurses and things coming in there. Mm. And so uh, I got to be really careful how I say this. But anyway, so some of them, there's a specifically one of them told me that they work in the COVID section right now. And like they said that they're actually pretty busy and like the COVID, or I shouldn't say that, should I? Oh, crap. It's fine. They're Same they're there. pretty busy in the plague ward, but the rest <laughs> of the hospital is dead. Yeah. Because cause I was talking to them about, you know, hearing about the hospitals being empty from you and my roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, because my roommate thought he had it too at one point. Yeah. And uh keep talking. Anyway. Oh god, I'm so fat. Oh yeah. Keep, 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 keep talking, keep talking. It was just repeating. But I don't know. So they had said they had told me that yeah. The, the plague ward is extremely busy right now, but I mean, I guess something like, I want to say they said 88% of people who go on ventilators don't make it off. And I don't know. What, at the, up there? Oh, they just pass away or they just like... They're, they're done. They get this thing and they're, they're dead. Ooh, that's rough. Like if you have to go on a, on a ventilator, your chances of surviving it are pretty slim. But you see, that's also but, that's also but, the demographic of people that come in. Hold on, because people like say if it's elderly people coming in there, that whole room could have been full of elderly people who are more susceptible, or more people that have like asthma and those different things. Well, yeah. You look over and there. And you go in back Italy, to it, how many people are actually having to be hospitalized for this? Yeah, that number is high, and I want to say it's eighty-eight percent. I could be wrong, but I knew it was eighty-something percent is what they told me. So. I mean, but out of how many people possibly have this thing, how many people are actually having to go on a ventilator? Well, right. But that's also what they said, too. Like, all 50 to 60% of the people that test positive for it go through the entire cycle of having it and never have any symptoms. Yeah. yeah there's 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 way too much that we don't know about. There's way too works, much. But it also depends on demographic. It depends on age. It depends on, on, on what's wrong with you, your health. Because, like, over in Italy, people were freaking out because of everything that went on over in Italy. Well, there have but been you young, at, healthy people dying from this. Well, yeah, there has But been. it's been a pretty small number. But you look at what how Italy lives, their society. They have, like, whole families, you know, seven-plus people living in one house, a lot of them elderly. Most of the elderly there heavily smoke. I'm sorry, Florida. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> My buddy lives down in Florida. Bro, just stay at home. <laughs> Uh, don't go to the nursing homes. Uh, oh God, nursing homes have been a. That's feel, a whole other. That's a whole other thing. I feel so bad for people in nursing homes right now. Yeah, they're pretty. I I can't even imagine story. the fear going through them places. Anyway, here's what here's what we in our position are worried about, and I don't think. Like as far as the government goes, because they're taking, they're dragging their feet on stimulus. They're dragging their feet on 
figuring well, out how they want how they whether they want to open up the at places at the end early. of the day it's pros and cons you know well there's pros and cons yeah but they're everything dra- has a consequence yeah they're dragging they're dragging they're dragging their feet and in the meantime people are running out of money they're running out of food so how long is it going to be until people the crime rate starts going up from pe- people committing it that would normally not well that's I've even that worry that's the thing that worries one us. of my customers got robbed in the bank parking lot just to go and get, you know, she was going to deposit a check or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had said that she had gotten robbed in her bank parking lot by a couple of women just wandering around yelling at people, give me 20 bucks or I'll stab you more or less. Over $20. The horrible part is that's kind of normal. And it's in a, yeah, but it's <laughs> but, in a nice area. Well, you got to think that no, normally doesn't have that kind of problem. Yeah. Well, I've been saying it for years, though. It's like, granted, I have no people that, that have society, run, run dispatch. If it doesn't get figured cops. out, society is going to collapse, and it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. Yeah. Completely yeah. collapse. But, like, I've, I've known people that are that have been police dispatchers, and I have no cops, and they're like, oh, all the crime's on the west side. But you know what? I also grew up on the west side, and I know a lot of people that used to do questionable things, and they don't do questionable things with people that don't own anything. They do it on the side of town that they people own the stuff. Yeah. So it's like kind well, of waxing like, as when I was there. More of my my twenties on the east end. Yeah. And like I grew up on the west end, but I've spent a lot of time on the east end. Mm. And like the east end really isn't that much better. It's just more hush hush. Yeah. Oh things are ringing. Yeah. Um, Should I, I hate that guy. <laughs> okay. No, sorry about that, folks. Anyway, let's wrap this up here anyway. My work phone went off when it wasn't supposed to because I'm not working. Anyway. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Just don't. I understand that some people are still not taking this seriously. And like, whatever, it's not going to happen. Here's the thing. Have a light heart. Make jokes. Yeah, have a light heart and make jokes. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to stop this thing, really. Yeah, just slow it down. But the thing is, is here's the thing. If here's, here's what, just take precautions. I've ran into so many people that are like, whatever, this isn't even that bad. Okay. That's nice. When you're getting to yourself in the position where you end up might, you're, and don't you're take going, your frustration out on essential workers. Yeah, that too. But if you get to the point where your, your grandma or your mom or your dad or somebody else that means a lot to you gets this thing. And they've been doing everything they can to stay away from people, but you haven't been, and you've been coming around them, and they're on. They they potentially could be on their deathbed. Do you really want to be in the position of actually deal, worrying about that? Like, did you cause it? At the end of the thing? day, you want to try to avoid having to blame yourself. Exactly, and it's like it's I know people, thing. and I know people that are like reopen everything. It's destroying more than it's helping. I agree with that to a degree. People that are high risk should just stay home. You know. You don't have to go to the bar if you're high risk. You don't have to go to the store if you're high risk. That's on you to do it. That's a personal choice. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but that being said too, if you're not high risk, watch yourself around people that are. Just be mindful. Please just be mindful. That's all I'm saying. Do like I do with my parents or him with his. Just exactly. Yell at just him from the driveway. Stand, yeah, yell at him from the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> or across the porch or whatever, you know, hand sanitize if you go in the room. Don't touch anything. Right. So the next episode we're going to do, we're going to try to 
pick on some different subject matter that isn't this. It's just the first one. This is what's going on. This is what people are worried about, what people are talking about. They won't shut up about. Pretty much. And we're going to flip it over to some other things next time around. But like I said, this isn't going to be a normal thing. This is just temporary for right now until we actually get, uh, you know, we have we have intro music. We have all that other stuff it that's going to be coming later. It could be a normal thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can do our normal thing sometimes, but like the main bulk, yeah. of, the po- bulk of the bulk of this podcast of 815 The Jive was going to be with Chris Johnson, me in the background doing fact checking and all the little things I do, and then whatever guest he has on. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately, that's what we wanted originally. I don't know if I actually even said this before, but the, the original goal of the show that we did previously, we did it like seven years ago uh, on YouTube. The original goal for that was to uh, interview for music. It was all music-based. And granted, most of the show is going to be music-based when Chris is here, but we're also going to be tackling other subject matters. We're going to be tackling, ah, can't speak, religion. We're going to be talking about politics. We're going to talk about ideologies. Butt plugs. Probably a little bit of that too. Like I said, (laughs) conversations that should happen and some that should not happen. And that's what how we're going to have it. But, um, yeah. Anyway, you're lucky. I'm not going to be your regular, your regular host. I'll put it that way. But this has been Zach and creepy Kayla. Creepy K, whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay. Same difference. Uh, <laughs> I'm not using my nickname. Chris used to call me making it happen with Zach happen. And that was way too long. Peace and chicken grease. That's all. (laughs) Anyway, y'all have a good night. Stay safe and be good to each other. Or a good morning. Or whatever. Whatever works. We just need to cap this crap.